Actually, we're going to read the verse 27. It says 26 on the handout, but we'll read 27. The Bible says, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, I would not have you ignorant. You know that ye were Gentiles, carried away with these dumb idols, even as you were led. Wherefore, I give you to understand that no man speaking by the Spirit of God calleth Jesus accursed, and that no man can say that Jesus is the Lord, but by the Holy Ghost. Now there are diversities of gifts, but the same Spirit. And there are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. And there are diversities of operations, but it is the same God which worketh all in all. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge by the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, the gifts of healing by the same Spirit. To another, the working of miracles. To another, prophecy. To another, discerning of spirits. To another, diverse kinds of tongues. To another, the interpretation of tongues. But all these worketh that one and self-same Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. But as the body is one and hath many members, and all the members of that one body, being many, are one body, so also is Christ. For by one Spirit are we all baptized into one body, whether we be Jews or Gentiles, whether we be bond or free, and have been all made to drink into one Spirit. For the body is not one member, but many. If the foot shall say, because I am not the hand, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? And if the ear shall say, because I am not the eye, I am not of the body, is it therefore not of the body? If the whole body were an eye, where were the hearing? If the whole body were hearing, where were the smelling? But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it hath pleased him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are they many members, yet one body. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee, nor again the hand to the feet, I have no need of you. Nay, much more, those members of the body which seem to be more feeble are necessary. And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor, and our uncomely parts have more abundant comeliness. For our comely parts have no need, but God hath tempered the body together, having given more abundant honor to that part which, is it, which lacked, that there should be no schisms in the body, but that the members should have the same care one for another. And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it, or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. Now ye are the body of Christ and members in particular. Let's pray together. Lord, thank you for this day and for each and every day that you give us. Thank you for the new life that we have in Jesus Christ. We ask and pray that you'd bless, Lord, our Bible study time. You with the classes downstairs, meet with them in a very uh, real and personal way and bless the junior church to follow and uh, the morning worship service, service be with Pastor Ethan, Lord, as he preaches. 
We ask all this now in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, so this is our continued uh, series on 10 Principles for Biblical Living. Again, uh, I put these lessons together out of a book that I read years ago by a very well-known missionary. His name is Don Sisk, and uh, he still is in the ministry, but not missions. He's teaching out in Lancaster, uh, uh, California. Um, these were actually devotionals, and then I just put lessons together out of these devotionals. So this morning's is entitled, uh, Everyone and Everything Are My Teachers. Everyone and Everything Are My Teachers. So let's just think about a few things. You know, we, we call ourselves, we are an independent Baptist church, right? Amen? That's what we are. And... Um, what does that mean? Um, in fact, he said in his devotional something along these lines, that we are an independent Baptist church that has an interdependent membership. An independent Baptist church that has an interdependent membership. So in other words, as a church, we're, we're an autonomous body. There's no hierarchy that, that rules over this church uh, with the exception, of course, of the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the head uh, of the church. And then there are under-shepherds in the church, obviously the pastors. And, uh, but we're autonomous, not under any authority, not really under any denominational body, no, no ecclesiastical body or no ecclesiastical board. And, um, but having said that, that doesn't mean we can't work with and have worked with other churches. In fact, on Friday of this week, we're going to have some uh, Baptist preachers here uh, for a, a, an afternoon fellowship meeting, and um, churches from New York State and some from Vermont and Massachusetts. Uh, so we work with churches that are that are like-minded, uh, and quite frankly, I could work with some people who are not necessarily Baptists. Uh, we get involved. My wife and I have been involved helping out. The uh, financially, anyhow, and prayerfully, the um, uh, pregnancy center, which was in North Adams, and now it's in, in Pittsfield, and um, to, a, to a certain degree, well, we can cooperate with them, and because they are pro-life, and there are many groups that are pro-life that uh, are doing good work, um, and we cooperate with them when we can. And we're thankful for the work that they're doing. But when we talk about the local church, talk about this body of believers, um, we're reminded that although we are an independent body, we are all interdependent on one another. Um, and 1 Corinthians reminds us of that. In fact, I was reading through the scriptures, and um, or this particular scripture, um, and look what it says in, um, uh, let's see, where. look at verse 26. In verse 26, the Bible says, And whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it. As I read that this morning, I thought of, of Jane, who was at our daughter's, well, she tried to attend our daughter's wedding yesterday. She went down a hill, she fell, and she broke her arm. And so we had to have an ambulance come and... and uh, 
She went to the emergency room, and she was, she was, I was there when this was all taking place. She was as upset that she broke her arm as she was that she couldn't stay for the wedding. And uh, she just wanted, she was hoping that she could stand up and she'd be okay, and, uh, but it was, it was not going to happen. So obviously she's home today and uh, uh, recovering. I just sent her a little note earlier this morning telling her we're praying for her. Uh, but keep her in your prayers as she's going through this tough time. And, and others, I know that um, we've had some folks that have been sick, and all of a sudden there's a sickness going around again. I don't know if it's the flu or whether it's COVID. And, or people go through other difficulties that, uh, that you don't necessarily go through, but as a member of the body, uh, we're to feel for them and, um, uh, and to be part of their lives. It's, it's a, we're independent, but we are interdependent on one another. And Paul brings that, that out here. Look what he says, uh, some of the language that he uses here. So again, uh, he, he, the whole idea here is of a body, different parts to the human body, like your, your body um, is not made up of a giant ear or a giant eye. That would be kind of weird. That uh, would be kind of very weird. Um, so, but everything has a function. Your ear has a function. Your nose has a function. Your feet, your hands. But look what it says here. Look, for instance, in verse 4. Now, there are diversities of gifts. And in verse number 6, he uses this word again. There are diversities of operations. But it is the same God which worketh all in all. And in verse 5, he says, There are differences of administrations, but the same Lord. So the language, there are diversities. There are differences. Verses 7 through 11. Let's read this again. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. So in other words, you and I, when we receive Christ as our Savior, we now have indwelling within us the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit gifts each of us to be used of God to do and to serve the Lord. And so... It says here, uh, verse 8, For to one is given by the Spirit the word of wisdom, to another the word of knowledge. But it's the same Spirit that does this. To another faith uh, by the same Spirit. To another the gifts of healing, verse 10. To another the working of miracles. To another prophecy. We're going to skip down to verse 11. But all of these worketh that one and self same Spirit, dividing to every man severally as he will. And so that's a picture of the local church. Everyone that's part of the local church should have uh, a function, a way to um, be used in the local church. Last Sunday in the bulletin, Pastor Ethan put a form of, um, with regards to how would you like to serve in the church. And so we had quite a few of those that were filled out, people that wanted to do different things, everything from shoveling snow to singing with the singing groups and, and everything else that could fall in between. And, and that's the whole idea that Paul's trying to lay out here in 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now, having said that, because the topic this morning is everyone and everything are my teachers. So, because we've all been spiritually gifted in one way or another to serve the Lord, 
we can learn from one another. And uh, we can learn things to do, and sometimes we learn things not to do. I've, I've said often, I'm thankful for the years that I served under Pastor Ainsworth, and he taught me a lot of things about the ministry. But there are also some things I observed that he did that I would never do. And uh, in fact, if I look back on my own ministry, and I were to go back 20 years or 25 or 30 years, there are things that, that I would not do now uh, that I did then. But it's like that with everyone. We can all learn. And um, that's the whole idea here with regards to your experience in the Lord. And because we're interdependent on one another, we can all learn from one another. Um, look at verse 22 of our text before I get into my points here. He says, nay, much more these members of the body. Now, he, he again is using the human body as an example, which seem to be more feeble are necessary. Like, for instance, your little toe. How important is your little toe? I, I, my understanding is if you lose your little toe, it really affects the way that you walk. But you don't ever think about that. I can tell you my brother thinks about that because my brother has lost a couple of his toes because of illness. And uh, I, I see it whenever I visit with him. He has a difficult time of walking. So sometimes within the body, there are those that, you th that are um, what we might think are smaller in stature with regards to their responsibilities, yet they're important. Like, for instance, we've had now a number of people sign up to clean the church. And uh, I'm thankful we haven't had people sign up to clean the church for years. And the reason we haven't had people sign up to clean the church for years is because we didn't put a sign-up sheet out for years for people to clean the church. But people have filled that out, and, and now we have uh, going on three teams of people who will come in different weeks to clean. And, and I'm glad for that because I've done it for years, and, and through the years we've had other people that help as well. But you might not think that that's an important responsibility, but it is an important responsibility. Um, and in verse 23, And those members of the body which we think to be less honorable, upon these we bestow more abundant honor. And they're, in other words, they're important, they're important parts. So again, the topic, everyone and everything are my teachers. Um, I, I said to... Trinity, just a few minutes ago, you're just about ready to graduate from college. Uh, and then so often when people, when people are getting ready or have graduated from college, they'll use this, this term. They said, now I, I am going to complete my education, right? That's what you're looking forward to. You're going to complete your education. But the idea of today's lesson is, do we ever, as Christians, complete our education? No, we're always learning. We're always growing and, uh, until we get and go home to be with the Lord. So look at Philippians chapter 3 on your handout. Paul writes, not as though I had already attained, either were already perfect, but I follow after, if that I may apprehend that for which I am apprehended of Christ Jesus. So here's the Apostle Paul over 30 years into his ministry, and he's saying this. He's saying, listen, I, I haven't, uh, I'm not perfect. I'm not to, the, to full maturity in Christ, 
I haven't learned everything or I haven't attained everything. And in order for that to happen, you have to keep a humble spirit. You have to keep an open heart. You have to keep a teachable spirit. We're all learning things. Um, and it's important um, that we do that. So three, three simple points that I want you to just kind of think about this morning and um, take them with you, Lord willing. Number one is this uh, on our handout, that growing believers understand that they are always learning. It's an obvious answer here. We're always, always, always to be learning. But the question is, do you have a teachable spirit? In order to learn, you have to have a teachable spirit. You have to be able to take a step back and think, well, I can improve with regards to this area or this area or this area. Uh, do I have a teachable spirit? Again, in verse 21, look what the Bible says here. And the eye cannot say unto the hand, I have no need of thee. Or again, the head to the feet, I have no need of thee or of you. Well, what's it from a physical point of view? Just think about that for a minute. What is it? What is it talking about? You tell me in verse 21. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need of thee. <laughs> and I have no or the, the head to the feet, I have no need of thee. What's what's he what's the point that Paul's trying to make here? How useful is the foot without the mind to move it? Right. There's the, the whole idea of the hand, eye, or coordination, right? Now, obviously, people who lose their sight, they can learn how to function and um, with regards to that. But just, you know, it's just, just a simple exercise. Just close your eyes and try to, try to get around your house. Uh, and see and be mindful of how important your eyesight is. Um, interdependent. And so, it, but it's the same with regards to our learning. The more that we learn, there is a spiritual coordination that has an impact in our lives. So on our handout, Hebrews chapter 5, look at verse 12. Look what it says. For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. So what's Paul saying here? You tell me. What's he saying? He's writing this to the Hebrews. For the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again, which be the first principles of the oracles of God, and become our such as have need of milk and not of strong meat. What's he trying to get across here? Understanding the concept of simple doctrine, there was no need, no way they would be able to understand more complicated doctrine. Yeah. yeah, or they just had forgotten. It's not that they didn't understand, they just had forgotten some of the basic things and they needed to go back uh, to the milk of the word and uh, not necessarily the meat of the word. Why does that happen? The Bible uses a particular word sometimes that, that, that uh, causes that to happen. 
Yes? Backsliding? Well, backsliding, that, that, yeah, that could be one reason. You know, people just kind of take their eyes off the Lord. Yeah. What else? We're an entire group in here this morning. You all need a cup of coffee. <laughs> what else? Why is it that sometimes people, they, you know, they, this sometimes happens to people who have been Christians for a long time. And, um, you know, they, they, because Paul, to me, is kind of referencing, he's not referencing new believers here. When, the, when he says there, for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again. I think sometimes, you know, you get along and you think, uh, well, I really, you know, I got a handle on all of this. And you can become pretty prideful. And um, when growing believers, you know, we, we've, I've tried to establish the fact that when, when does your spiritual education stop? It stops when you get to heaven. And growing believers understand they're always learning. Go ahead. What were you going to say? People just get comfortable in their faith, like they feel like they've done enough, or I'm involved enough, or I'm doing enough, so, you know, why do any more, let somebody else, like, you just feel like you, some people I feel like, re, you know, like, at times you just feel like you've reached, like, your plateau, but really you don't, like you just said, you're always, you should always be learning. Yeah, when you get to that place where you think you, you, where you're plateauing, then you stop learning, and that's true, and there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a practical aspect of that, too. There's the doing part of it that you stop doing. Or maybe you, you get to the place where you think, well, you know, I'm, I'm doing this now, so I shouldn't have to do this any longer. Um, and yet, Jesus was the example. He came to serve. And uh, while he was here, that's what he did. He served. So there's no level that you reach where you can't serve, and whether it's the important what we think is the important work of the Lord or the unimportant work, uh, sometimes I think God places in our lives what would be deemed unimportant things. Looking to, looking to just um, serve the Lord in a simple way. And um, pride can do that. So, I guess what I'm saying is, listen, if, you're, if you want to be a growing believer that understands you're always learning, you have to do some self-examining. Uh, have you stopped learning? Is there some area in your life where you could, you could do better? Um, you know, the, uh, Daniel said, or not Daniel, David said in the Psalms, he said, search me, O Lord, and see if there be some wicked way in me. I think I got that right. I'm pretty tired. So something along those lines. But that's what he's saying. Search me. Just search me. And that's, that's how you continue to learn. You just every day, Lord, search my heart. Where can I learn today? Or what can I learn today? Who can I learn from today? Because none of us, none of us have all the answers. And uh, we should be careful of that. None of us have completed our education. So you and I, is we are interdependent upon one another. We can all learn from one another. And uh, we shouldn't think that we can't. Uh, we observe by being taught. We observe by, uh, or we, we grow by uh, being taught. We grow by observing other people, how they deal with things. So now we move on to the second point. 
So growing believers understand that life experiences are learning experiences. Life experiences are learning experiences. In other words, if, listen, if God is in control of all things, and I believe that he is, you know, I really do. I really believe that he's, that he's in, in control of all things. I, so again, I, Lydia got married Saturday. This hurricane was coming up the coast. And I prayed, and I just believe God can do this. I said, you know, I was worried that hurricane was going to shift over this way. My, my mother and father got married in a hurricane in New York City. Their venue was shut down. They lost power. And uh, my, my dad's uh, brother found a restaurant in New Jersey. And so they, they called this, the restaurant they were going to have the reservation or the uh, reception in. So I'm sorry, we have no power. So he found this restaurant and they weren't doing any business that day because there was a hurricane coming. And so the guy said, sure, bring the whole wedding party over here. And I, don't, I forget what my mom said they, they had to eat, but that's, where they, that's what they did. They had, they had their reception there. But this hurricane's coming up the coast, you know, this weekend. And, and I, I honestly, just about every day this week, I said, Lord, it is not, it is no big deal for you to shift this hurricane out 50 more miles the other way. And it's just not. It's like a blink of an eye for the Lord to do those kinds of things. I believe that. I don't know about you, but I just do. And... Um, now, whether it, was his, whether it was God's will to do that, I don't know, but I certainly prayed and, and asked, and, and, and anyhow, it turned out to be a beautiful day. But life experiences are learning experiences. Um, look at verse 25 and 26. So Paul writes that there should be no schisms in the body, and that the members, meaning you and I, should have the same care one for another. And whether one, we already read this, but whether one member suffer, all the members suffer with it, or one member be honored, all the members rejoice with it. So yesterday we had suffering. Jane broke her arm. But yesterday, not only do we have suffering, but we had rejoicing. My daughter got married. And uh, some of you were there to enjoy that and to take part in that. But all through life, it's like that. All through our Christian experience, uh, we should learn to um, take these life experiences that God has placed in our lives. And you may be going through one right now. What's God trying to teach you through whatever you're going through right now? Again, on our handout, Paul writes this, Philippians chapter 4, verse 9. Those things, Paul writes, which you have both learned and received and heard and seen in me do. And the God of peace shall be with you. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned. Again, he's been in the ministry here serving the Lord for over 30 years when he writes this. For I have learned in whatsoever state I am therewith to be content. Paul never stopped learning. And you and I should never stop learning. We should never stop. And part of learning is listening and, um, that's the, and observing. And from all of these experiences, what are you going through right now? Um, can, you, can you glean anything from that? You know, early on in my ministry, 
Um, I had not really, um, you know, there are different things that happen. And so uh, I had had a deal with folks who had lost children, and uh, whether through accident or sickness. But I had to honestly say, uh, now, my dad died, so I could relate to someone losing a parent. Uh, and believe me, I didn't want to have the life experience of any one of my eight children dying. Who, who would want that, right? But my daughter, Hannah, had what was called a febrile seizure. And she was a little girl. And I remember some of, I, I forget which one of the kids, probably Talitha and maybe the boys, they, they were in what was then our, what we called our playroom. And there was a commotion and Shelly and I were both home. And I remember going in that room and I had no idea what a febrile seizure was, but I saw Hannah there and I picked her up and she was limp. I thought maybe she electrocuted herself and, and she was so still for a moment, just for, just for a moment, I thought she had died. So much so that I put my ear to her mouth to see if she was breathing. And then, and my wife is really, uh, you know, she is up to speed on, but she, she didn't know what was going on either. So I could hear that she was breathing and, and, I, and I tell you this because that, that split second or two or three seconds where I thought my child had died, I learned from that experience. I used that experience whenever I had to deal with families that lost a child. It's not the same, okay? So don't get me wrong because my daughter didn't die. I understand that, okay? So I'm not trying to equate it's the same thing. But do you understand what I'm saying? I just took that experience and how it spoke to my heart. And then I thought, wow, if that's how I felt thinking my daughter died, what must somebody feel like when their child actually does die? So I use those experiences in life to try to help me minister to people in, in those situations. And we got in the car and Debbie Bailey was living across the way. We called Debbie. She came over. And, and I think we got to the North Adams Hospital about seven minutes. We just flew down the, down the road. But I learned from those experiences. We can all learn from experiences in life. And we take those, and, and the Lord will use those. And Paul had all kinds of experiences. And uh, learn from one another and, and things that you're going through. And then we're almost out of time. But lastly, growing believers will understand you, that your experiences may be tools for others to grow in Christ. Whatever you're, So you can learn from others because we're interdependent. But also, whatever you're going through, and you may not know why you're going through it, but it could be a tool for others, for others to see your faith could be as a parent or a grandparent, and if you're going through something, it could be that your children or grandchildren are observing things. Uh, these are tools that God places in our lives. We never know, right? We never know what tomorrow's going to bring. But God places these things in our life for a reason. Paul said in Philippians, on your handout, but I would not have you understand, brethren, that the things which happened unto me 
have fallen out rather unto the furtherance of the gospel, so that my bonds in Christ are manifest in all the palace and in all other places. And many of the brethren in the Lord waxing confident by my bonds. So in other words, he's under arrest. Are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Life is full of happenings and a series of happenings. And whether you're going through the triumphs or the, or, or the tragedy, the victory or the defeats, whatever it might be, the good and the bad, the mountaintop, the valley, all the cliches that you could think of there, they're all learning experiences. And um, the experiences are there for you and I to be used as opportunities to glorify the Lord and to grow and for others to grow because you just never know how life is going to change from one day to the next. And, uh, but God does. And God wants to use those uh, to teach us. So it's just a simple lesson, just three simple points about growing and, um, and never completing your education until you stand in the presence of Jesus, learning from one another, being used uh, in, to have an influence on the lives of, um, of one another. Um, let's have a word of prayer. Lord, we ask that you'd bless our morning worship service today and um, just give us a, a blessed time as the preaching and as the singing uh, we lift up our voices before you. Help us to be sensitive to the wooing of the Holy Spirit in our own lives with regards to learning things. Uh, help us to be sensitive to the needs of others around us. Uh, help us to understand, Lord, that some are growing through what we're going through, and we're growing sometimes by observing and learning from others. We do think of Jane this morning. We lift her up before you, Lord. We pray that uh, your hand your healing hand would be upon her and be an encouragement to Lord to her. And I think of my daughter and I think of Brayden. I pray your blessing now upon their life as they start out this uh, their marriage. Just uh, bless their travels today and as they head out on their honeymoon. Uh, just give them uh, just a grand time. And again, bless them in every way. In Jesus' name, amen. We are so glad that you've taken the time to join us today. If you've been blessed by the message, or if you have placed your faith in Jesus today, we want to hear from you. Maybe you still have questions about what it means to have a personal relationship with Jesus. Please let us know, and we would love to answer those questions from the Bible. We would also be happy to provide you with the Bible and other free Christian resources to help you grow in your faith. You can email us at info at mountgraylockbaptist.com or send us a message on Facebook. You can also call us at 413-662-2107. We would love to hear from you, and our desire is to be a blessing to you in any way that we can. God bless.